Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chat TV on a libations Friday. Lucy Goosey. Edition of the program. Lucy Goosey. That's a good day, by the way. You saw a certain somebody in the National League won the uh, MVP. That was a good preseason bet. Need my guy to stay healthy. Worked out. Florida State, North Alabama, tomorrow, 3.30, Hotel Indigo for the pregame show, if you're wondering. Just get that out there at the beginning. That was a really good preseason bet, and that's why he paved the way for them to win the World Series this year. (laughs) I don't care about any of that. I just like that I was all over uh, a guy that uh, probably won three more of these MVPs. He's a freak. What were the numbers? What was the... Seven to one. I got Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, that'll work. Um, So, it's... uh, it's nice. Uh, well, when you make a preseason bet on futures with whether it's team totals or individual awards, you get long odds, you get good odds, you get, uh, you, you, but you have to wait. You got to wait. So it's uh, it's what it is. And uh, the waiting can be difficult, can be very difficult. But uh, Some I th- might say it's the hardest part. Uh, yes. Mr. Pettywood, wish he was still here. Uh, but as it stands today, uh, we're doing a little waiting of our own. Uh, there's this, there, there's a, there's a buzz in the air. Not about North Alabama, but a, a certain player today that um, could, maybe, perhaps, we'll see, waiting anxiously, hoping uh, that will perhaps flip his commitment verbally to uh, Florida State. Really? Uh, that is okay. It's been out there all week. I've been not so subtle in my efforts to hint at uh, these things. Everybody knows who you're talking about because you've been on it. But wow, you're calling your shot. Well, I, I it's it's in the air. It is in the air. It has been um, bantied about. Now, I don't know if you get it today or does it spill over into tomorrow? Does it spill over to next week? Does it ever happen? I can't get a 100%. You know, that that time that I talked about a certain defensive lineman, I was like, oh, this is going to happen. This feels good. This one feels really good as well, but it's not as with, uh, with the same amount of certainty that I approach it. Jeff Fun doing the third and lang piece. I want to direct people to warchant.com doing the third for Tom's third and lang piece. Kind of getting into, uh, I think this gets a little bit into the reasons people feel certain things about this team when they watch them. I think that's really kind of like they like them. They, they love them. They love that they're undefeated. They love that they're having the season that they're having, but they feel like there's something missing. And I think this helps kind of flesh out a little bit of what's missing. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. It tells a story. It, I wasn't – this was an honest-to-goodness case of just – it's North Alabama week. Yeah, So of let's dive into the numbers. And I read the Henshaw piece on Warchan, and you know, talking about you are what you are. After thinking, 10 you know, games. He's right. It, it's 10 games. It's uh, That's the resume. That's who you're going to be. That's who you need to expect to be. Because we're always talking about the pursuit of this perfection thing. And we're doing it in – like coaches do it, and you say, oh, well, whatever. You reach excellence along the way. I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. I get it. But for us, I think we're, we're still holding out ourselves and saying that there's more out there. And there could be. I think there could be with yeah. health, with a return of health. Sure. They've had poor injury luck this year. They really have. And it's all on one side of the ball. Yeah, it really Very is. Very annoying. And that's to say nothing of the flu game. I'm just talking about injuries. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not been easy for them to operate. So I said, all right, I just wanted to start by looking at the depth of the passes because you know, before the bye week, we were very reliant on the deep ball 20-plus yards. And it was well over 20% at a clip, mm-hmm. which is more than one in five attempts were downfield. And we were completing them 
Jordan was completing them at a lower rate than he was last year. Uh, the yards per attempt was way down. And so I thought, all right, well, let's see if it's different now. You know, the split between the short passes and the long passes. It and is. You know how it goes. It's like pulling on a thread, and I had to stop at some point. There's more I could have gotten into. You could have, yeah. But I just I wanted to know, all right, I'm not calling it FSU's identity, but what do the numbers say Florida State's identity is? And the cool thing is, uh, you know, the partnership that we have with On3, we now have access to Sports Info Solutions, which is really, I mean, a, a nice resource to have. We've always had PFF, which is good for, I think, the basics, like yeah, snap counts. It's just finding out who played, how many snaps, where the depths of throws are. Correct. Yeah, those yeah. are the best. Because PFF, outside of that, eh. Yeah, like, I don't, care, I don't care if PFF thinks you're the best linebacker or the worst offensive no, lineman. They, I don't, they don't get that right. I don't they don't care know what, what the, your assignment was. They don't right. know. Right, right, right. The color coding and all that stuff, don't really care. But when you could put pins on a map, like the geography of football, Correct. how it goes, yeah. PFF, extremely useful. But then Sports Info Solutions, I think, does a better job of the overall advanced analytics. So I was thinking, all right, let's take a look and see what we can find. And it led me in a direction that says this offense is more productive in the basic, most basic way, which is points per game. But it is less efficient. Pretty much across the board, it's less efficient. It feels less efficient when you watch it. Yeah. Now, there are reasons for that. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about. Injury luck is a big-time reason for it. When you don't have five of your receivers against Pitt, and that's one of your ten sample sizes, that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a little bit. I think this year you're playing better defenses marginally than last year. But all that to say, the it the numbers took me in an interesting place where you're like, yeah, they kind of agree with what we see with our eyes, which is good. This is a really good offense. Don't get us wrong. But it's not the blow-your-doors-off type of offense that we thought it was going to be, say, in July or August. Yeah, and there are a lot – like you alluded to a ton of reasons for that. Um, you've had a banged-up group consistently – for the entirety of the second half of the season. Some players, you and I, now we don't want to get into this because it's a little bit behind the curtains and a little bit into the weeds and a little bit into pissing Mike Norvell off. Uh, but some players we've suspected were banged up and playing through it as far back as second game of the season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you, you, there are well, a couple of offensive guys, line empirically before the season started. Robert correct. hardly could play. Yeah, and so we, we've watched a lot of that. It's fun because we're so close to the end of the season already, which is depressing. That part of it's depressing, but what's yeah. fun is you're undefeated. But also what it's done, it has amplified and accelerated uh, the need for a fan, a diehard, a, a knoll looking forward at what's possible and where we're headed and what's still to come and what, what does the recruiting class look like and how does this continue to evolve because it has been a really short period of time that they went from not mattering to mattering a lot. I mean, that's a simple way of saying this, and it's true. Florida State was irrelevant at 5-7, and seven, and now, as we sit here today, they are in the college football playoff. You go from not mattering, sub-500, to in the college football playoff. That is crazy. Now, that's as we sit here today. Of course, they got to take care of business and all that other stuff, but that's a lot to wrap your mind around in a short period of time, and it's a lot to kind of – Beyond the eye test, get a handle on. Okay, so all of these things have come together to lead us to a place where we're really excited. But can it be sustained? You know, because Keon Coleman, and we're going to, this is a safe guess, is going to take it on down the road to the NFL. He's going to get drafted in the first round. I don't see any reason Johnny Wilson would be back next year. He can't get 
uh, he can't elevate his draft stock any. He's, he's going to take it on down the road. Obviously, Jordan Travis is not going to be your quarterback next year, and so on and so on. Trey Benson will not be your star running back next year. A lot of guys on this team, Kalen DeLoach will not be here next year. Uh, Tatum Bethune will not be here next year. Jared Verse will not be here next year. When you start saying those names out loud, the sustainability conversation comes up, and you do think to yourself, well, these are key cogs to a team that turned it all around, missing all of those guys. What kind of impact are we talking about? And and yet, I would say to you, in the right way, in, in a way that is not besmirching any of their legacies or any of the good things any of the players I just mentioned have done to help turn this around, I think there's a there's a way to look at next season. First of all, on the surface, next season, you, you and I did have this conversation this morning, and I, I loved it because I got to thinking about road trips and I got to thinking about the kind of uh, anticipation that Uniform one has. Uniform clashes. Yeah, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Next year's schedule's awesome. It's really cool. I mean, you get teams you never see and never play and SMU and uh, and Cal and you go to Ireland to face Georgia Tech. You've got Clemson at home. You've got Florida at home. You play Notre Dame. You've got all these games where you're, man, the schedule's tough but good and interesting. you got North Carolina. Yeah, five road games next year because, uh, again, it's a 7-5 split. And the destinations, four of them, are Miami for the rivalry game where mm-hmm. we'll take over the stadium as we do. As we do. Dallas. Awesome. I love Dallas-Fort Worth. Dublin. I love Dublin. And the final D, the dump of a town. That is Notre South Dame. Bend, Notre South Dame. Bend, yeah. But a fun trip because we always, Chicago. Yeah, I was say, we always end up in Chicago and have a great time there. Hopefully you won't be sickly this time around and we can have a ball together in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. we take it over to the dump of the town and, you know, that's fine. Are we going? Oh, I, yes. Oh, okay. Why would we not? It's Chicago. Come home, buddy. The food is good. The people are good. It's a good time. It's that whole drive to the dump of a town thing. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, we're going there to kick their ass. Mm. This would be more enjoyable because the last time we were there, it, we were sacrificial lambs. Yeah. No, we were and there. And we for, both knew it. We were there for the hospitality. We were there to have a good time. And we did have a good time. That pregame was yeah. awesome. The not snow Notre was Dame's on the hospitality. No. But the yeah, not the fans, no. But the but the the tailgate was awesome. The pregaming was awesome. I know you didn't feel well, but we had a good time. No, walking around the lots, there was some yeah. schmuck who was like, "Hey, you know, imagine being here, you know, with this team, this ridiculous team that has no chance." Like, are, you, <laughs> are you kidding? I'm yeah. Like, hey, Lou Holtz. Yeah. What's going on here? Oh uh, no, no, it was funny though because um, they, <laughs> you can be as high and mighty as you'd like but, when you haven't done a damn thing well, and forever. I mean, you're sitting in Mordor here in yeah. the dark ages. And this dump of a town that hasn't won a damn thing in the way of college football national championships in 30-odd, and you're the one? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good. Sir. Yeah. No, no. I laughed and remember the the, the chick. Yeah. In 48 hours, you'll still be here. I'll be in Florida. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. pal. You'll be all right. See ya. Yeah, yeah. And oh, by the way, God help you if we get it back, back turned around. <laughs> which we have. Which we have. Um, in which we do. In, in the things in which we do. So one thing I'll say about this season, the depressing part of it nearly being over, look, man, if you go the distance, if you go the distance, you don't have to win the whole thing necessarily, but you got five more games. Mm-hmm. In this day and age of college football, uh, you know, versus 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it really was kind of the end. This was yeah, the swan You definitively song. have three more games. Period. Well, well, four. Well, as of right now, you you have three. You have the game this weekend. You've yeah. got the Florida game, and then you've got the Louisville game. But we're bowl eligible, so well, we're, yes, we're going to be right. playing yeah. a fourth. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But and you we, could. And by the way, we were bowl eligible after week six. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Which was not something just to gloss over. But you, if we go the distance, we're only at the two-third mark. We've got a third of the season to go. If you can go the distance, <laughs> that's, the that, that's the positive way to spin it. Well, the point I was making is that as we took, as you vetted the numbers and we took a better look at this team, it lends itself to all of these questions. It's so fun to kind of ask yourself, what are we going to be next year? And, and, and I think when you marry that with the fact that they are recruiting their ass off right now and they've already proven themselves year over year with the transfer portal to fill in the gaps, and there are fewer gaps now that you're recruiting better the high school ranks, and in addition, there are aspects of this offense that can improve with other people involved in the offense, and that could be taken the wrong way by people. They might say that's a shot at Jordan. I don't think it is. Jordan provides certain things we cannot replace. I mean, he's got a unique skill set. But I think the passing game could get better. I'll just tell you that right now. So there are two plays this season that I knew in the moment that I was going to miss. Both of them are oddly to Kyle Morlock. has nothing to do with the intended receiver. That just It's a coincidence. They're both plays in which there are unabated rushers, coming right at him he makes the guy miss he rolls out it should be a sack by right, all rights right. by all rights rolls out and it's a gain of eight or a gain of 12 and only he can really put all of those tools together fluidly and make the play a lot of guys might make the rusher miss and then they'll air mail it into the sidelines or throw a pick but like it's those moments more than the bombs more than the fade balls to Keon that I'm going to miss because those erase mistakes that last year at Florida was yeah. you know last year at Florida I don't know that you're going to have many quarterbacks in the history of this program that can do what Jordan did that On night. that night? No, it's incredible. By the way, not for nothing, it'll be interesting to see in the Florida game, because I don't think it'll happen this weekend against North Alabama. Better not. Does he make those plays in those moments of which you describe? Because right now he just keeps flowing backwards and getting sacked by 15 yards. Right now, he continues to think that he's not going to get hit and goes back 15 yards and pats the ball. That's got to stop. That's been going on mm, twice in the last two weeks, and uh, there was a play like it a few weeks prior to that that yeah. I, I'm not entirely No, the last two about. games, probably six times. It's so, five, six times. Yeah. yeah, let's stop doing that because that is problematic as we move forward. Uh, you you got you I don't know why, what, where that happened. I don't know. I'm not sure what well, happened there. The other, the other thing I'd say, just – this offense has been more productive yet less situationally successful red zone touchdown percentage mm. third downs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, you know. That's Again, the, short yardage that can't move anybody off the ball. Yeah, it's the second year in a row. But the, what's interesting is the stuff rate and, the, and the, uh, the rate at which the running backs are hit at or behind the line of scrimmage is about the same as last right, year. Right, right. It's just that you don't have the home runs to go along with it. So it doesn't balance out. We were the number one team in Power 5 last year in terms of, of explosiveness on, on the ground. Number one. We're in the 40s this year in Power 5. There's only 68 teams in Power 5. You drop 40 places. So the explosiveness factor is gone, and and that's hurtful. But the thing I'd say is last year <laughs> through 10 games, and I'd say that the future two opponents are about the same. You had Louisiana in Game 11 and Florida in Game 12, which wasn't a great defense. And is it again? Tomorrow, another, you know, name your score, and then Florida, which has been a worse defense this year than last. We averaged 34 points a game last year through 10 games. We're at 38 this year. So they're finding a way to get the job done. And I think also, without the tinfoil hat taking over the conversation, this year has been an awful year for the whistle. I think that's worth one to two points a game. When you when you spread it out over the course of 10, I think there's probably 17 to 20 points that are floating out there because we can't get an ACC official and a crew to conduct a normal game. Yeah, don't 
don't feed the fire there, man. That's uh, we're gonna oh, end that. Objectively, I, that's fair, though. I, I think it kind of is. I, 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 it's worth a point or two. So you'd average thirty-nine or forty points a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the the officiating that we speak of is poor across the board. Every week, I see a lot of things that just are mind-boggling. Many of which have gone all, are the wrong way for us. Some have gone the right way for us. So I don't know. I just know that if they're going to According to the questionnaires that we questionnaires, the questions in the chat that we got on Wednesday, and the ones we get here when we're live, and the ones that we get tweeted at, and the ones we get emailed, if Florida State's going to be healthier, more efficient, and better on offense in the actual playoff, which is a possibility, and and I know why it's on fans' minds, it's going to be because they untether and tell Jordan you're running. You're running the ball. You, you, you. We are going to design runs for you, which you haven't been very successful at this year. It's when been it, awful. Design to runs have not worked out well. Uh, however, those plays in which you do make people miss and get outside the tackle box, and they're in man and not looking at you, you're going to run to gain yards, not to get down. You're going to run. We're going to go make plays. There was a tenaciousness to making those plays a year ago. I get why you wanted to get through this whole season and put yourself in the position you're in now without getting hurt. So the thought was, and the mantra from the coaching staff has been, we don't need the extra seven, maybe even the potential 15. Go ahead and just take the six and get down or get out of bounds. But when you're playing in a playoff game and it's this is it, it's now or never, go make the plays. And there's a world of difference between the Jordan we've seen go make yeah. plays because there's a risk you take when you're going to go for the extra 15, 30, or maybe it's a touchdown. And that risk is, can I beat this guy to this spot? And a lot of times the answer with Jordan when he's healthy is, yes, I can. Yeah. And if I can't, I can make him miss. Well, yeah, the answer to your question is fourth quarter Duke. You know, I, I think there's he was more aggressive in that situation. He knew we needed it. We was were trailing. He, was he going for broke and trying to score on every play? No. But was it different than the rest of the games? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and it's what put us over the top. It's what finished the job. Yeah. So it's in there. It's and, and, when, and when he does it, it, it changes games. But yeah. Otherwise, what's staggering is, again, according to SIS, in design run situations, last year Jordan averaged over seven yards a run. This year, about half of that. Three and change a run. Three and change for design runs for Jordan? What in the world? And they're doing it at the same rate. Yeah, and it, when you watch it, it, it's always clunky. It never looks right because they don't block it up. And it's you just you're like oh man he's got to make that guy miss spin around that guy get that's uh, a hell of a play for two yards right hell of a play well, for two yards and and uh, the example I point to a lot of second quarter Clemson he was fearless in that moment there was just no space because that defense is really fast but their linebackers aren't fooling around they are not no their linebackers are what I want my linebackers to be Jeff Cameron show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply 
Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. gets us because of the edits that we had at the old place that we don't have here. Which is funny. It's all right. It's Libations Friday. is what it is. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chan TV in a moment. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, will join us. We'll take a look at Georgia, Tennessee, Louisville, and Miami, which is a fun game to take a look at. Because you could ask aloud the same question. Which of these teams show up? Uh, Dolphins and Las Vegas, 49ers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Jacksonville and Tennessee. And the free play is a good game, too. That is Clemson and North Carolina, which I think is a, a fun one as well. So he'll tell you how to get that worthy of uh, kind of watching. I, I'll tell you, that's a game I want to watch uh, at the very least is that Clemson-North Carolina game. Uh, yes. I want to watch that game. Yeah. Curious, curious about that a game. A touchdown on the opening line, and it really hasn't budged more than a half point. At one point, it was seven and a half, and I think I've seen as low as six and a half, as high as seven. It's a big deal. We're crossing some thresholds here. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> there he is. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, joins us as he's wont to do on a Friday. How are you, good sir? I'm good. I'm good. What are we going to do next week? Uh, I am off Thursday and Friday. I'm off Thursday and Friday, too, my friend. Uh, we could record early in the week if you'd like. Mm, I'm not going to be available. I'll be traveling. All right. But, um, Why don't you just do send it? me your picks, and I'll tell the world in a very entertaining fashion. Okay. All right. <laughs> if not, the only way we could do it live would be Wednesday. All right. Well, we could maybe do it Wednesday. I'll be around. Okay. I'm here. I'm hanging out before I head down to Gainesville to watch Florida State in Florida okay. uh, after right. the holiday. And then um, and then from there, I'll be off to Charlotte, uh, as right. we all will be as a staff for the ACC championship game. All right. So let's try to shoot uh, for our normal time. On uh, on Wednesday, so all right. So let's talk about the game. Well, uh, you know that uh, I, I'm more interested in your game this week, and I'll tell you why. I, we can talk okay. about our game. That's fine. I mean, that yeah. kind of yeah, played out. We it was it was an entertaining game, at least. Yeah. Um, it was a game where, you know, there's a point in that game, Lee. I'm sure you felt this too. It was, uh, I think, Florida State. Yeah, I know now. Florida State's up two scores. 
and 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 Miami has nothing going in the passing game. And bless that kid's heart, he's a tough kid. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Uh, the Emory Jones kid, and he throws that prayer, and it works because somehow <laughs> Knowles has got his eyes closed and diving out of bounds. So instead of a <laughs> instead of a pick six, we've got a seven point game. And uh, I think it made everybody at Doak squirm a little bit. But at the end of the day, I am very curious how that game, A, is viewed by, I guess, you or other Miami fans, and then also how you think it affects this week's game against Louisville, because obviously now Van Dyke has got to go back out there and play. Can we get someone else? (laughs) It is weird. How do you explain what has happened to Tyler Van Dyke, who two years ago most everybody thought very highly of, and now it looks like he's shot and can't play? Uh, You know what? If I had to make a guess, and I'm going to make an educate, I think he had a concussion. I don't think it was just a leg and a back injury. I think it might have been a leg and a concussion. That's just my guess. You don't go, I mean, Against Texas A&M, he looked great. He throws five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, like, so confident. And I went back. I went to the game, but I went back and looked at it. I'm just reading his eyes. He looked focused. And then a couple weeks later, it looked like, I mean, his eyes look like he is, they're like they're rolling almost, like he can't figure out what's going on. The last couple weeks, the week before uh, in the NC State game, after the second quarter, he was not going to throw the ball down the field. He didn't until the last play of the game when they were down, you know, two touchdowns. He threw it 35, 40 yards downfield. Everything was a slant or shorter. That just tells me just he's not processing. And then it's not like he's mobile or anything. Right. I think the biggest problem that Miami had is the way that they approach the game. I love Mario as a recruiter. Maybe he did a, I don't know, I'm not in the locker room, probably a decent motivator when you're tied 10 10 from that point until florida state went up two touchdowns the approach was just way too conservative and i think that's one of his many problems he is just not a good game i would have gone over to my offensive coordinator i would say we're going for it i don't care if he doesn't have a whole lot of time we are going to be aggressive and they were not aggressive they yeah i think they were looking to protect him i think they felt like he maybe wasn't ready for the moment. They looked like they right. called plays to avoid him turning the ball over. That, that's, that's it to a T. But if you want to win a game, yeah. you don't get any points for covering or yeah. playing the game <laughs> and get it within two touchdowns. Right. You play to win. Yeah. So that's, my, that's my thought on the game. Well, they'll play to win this week, but can Van Dyke get that done in a game against Louisville, who Miami has the players to beat? They have the players to beat. I don't think they have the quarterback to beat them. That's my problem. The Cardinals, what's interesting is they are in the top 20 in a lot of statistical categories, offensively and defensively. So maybe are they a tad overrated at ninth? Yeah, maybe they should be 12, 14, 15. But it's going to be played at 12 noon. Miami really has nothing to play for. They are 3-12 and 12 as a home favorite. There will be about 30,000 people there. And unless Miami hits on some big plays early, I think they're in trouble here. So, not a game I'm giving my clients, but I like Louisville 27-20. I took Louisville as well, but I, I it's an interesting game. I feel like if Miami's defense cares to play, that could be close well into the fourth and, quarter. And I will say this about Emory, uh, the quarterback from Miami. 
I don't think he's the guy. I think he's pretty good. But if I was Miami, and I do think Tyler Van Dyke's going to transfer out. He might end up someplace like SMU and join his former coach, Rhett Lashley, his offensive coordinator, who's done a real good job. I think that's where he ends up at this time if I had to make a, you know, an estimated guess. <laughs> but um, I think Miami should look to the transfer portal. they got to flip someone. It all is all, the reason you guys are great, borderline, maybe, you know, winning it all, maybe, is you have a quarterback. Yeah, he's really good. And it's yeah. helped, and he's been really good for the last two years. And, and yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. You look around the country, there aren't too many teams that are going to get by with uh, substandard quarterback play. Right. Uh, you got you got to find somebody. And then I, and I think in the, Mike's done a real good job of filling those holes in other areas too. But, yeah, yeah you always start with a quarterback. All right, so yeah. of the games this week and another high-profile game, Georgia laying 10 to 10.5 against Tennessee – I've been bold on Georgia all along. I have talked about the last four or five weeks. I'm just taking Georgia and giving, giving, giving. I don't care. I'm four and one against the spread doing yeah. that uh, with Georgia. I, I continue to think they're starting to play their best ball right now, which is bad news for the rest of the country. Do you lay it here, or does the rivalry come into play and we get a closer game? Is Georgia looking ahead? I don't know. You, what's what say you here? I think you keep playing them. And and when they played last year, do you remember? Do you remember that game? I do. Okay, played in pouring rain. Yep. Georgia dominated the game. They won by 13. Remember, they played it safe. Once they got the lead, they were very conservative and dominated Tennessee. That line, I mean, if they play that game in good weather and Georgia goes for the juggle, they win that game by 30, 35 points. They dominated the line of scrimmage. They won the two games a year before by 24 and 23. They pounded Ole Miss and ran on Ole Miss for 300 rushing yards. Tennessee's not ain't better. Missouri ran for 255 on them last week. Joe Milton looks great. He can throw the ball 80, 85 yards. You just never know where it's going to end up. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Beck, he was I, at the first part of this year, I'm like, hmm, this guy is not very good. He is but now. <laughs> he is. Five of the last seven games, for 300 yards. He's gone from a liability to a big time player here. He is the guy. I like Georgia, 37 20. It hurts my heart to say it. I brought this up earlier in the week. I was so disappointed, despondent by the fact that uh, Carson's looking more and more like he's going to be a first-round draft pick in a couple of years, and that is not good news for all of us who want to see Georgia finally start to lose. Uh, Dolphins yeah. minus 12.5 against the Raiders. The Raiders' newfound success, obviously making radical changes. But, again, they haven't played anybody who's any good. The Dolphins are good. They need to bounce back here. Laying the 12.5, is that number too big, or do you like it? You know what? I think off the bye, I think Miami's going to be ready. They will have a couple tricks up their sleeve. Vegas has beaten no one. They beat uh, Danny DeVito's son, Tommy DeVito. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Zach Wilson, are you kidding me? Both games at home. Yeah, with a, with a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, they're going to get some humble pie. I like Miami big here, 38-13. And finally, we have – oh, not finally. What am I talking about? we got two more here. Well, my Bucks. We don't need to go over my Bucks here. Are they going to lose by 40 or 30 to San Francisco? The number is 12 or 11 and a half. 25. Okay. Uh, they lose, same score, 38-13. Yeah. You can't run. If you can't run on San Francisco, yep. Baker Mayfield. Tampa is one of those teams that can beat the bad teams, can't beat anyone that's better than them, in my opinion. Yeah. San Francisco with Williams – Back at left tackle and Debo Samuel back have not lost a game. 
not going to happen here. Same score, 38-13. Yeah, they'll kill the Bucks. Jacksonville yeah. minus 6.5 against Tennessee, licking their wounds, but an opportunity to get better. Tennessee stinks. They're not very good, but I think sometimes when you lose like that, you're like, oh, we just can't compete with the top teams. They were dominated. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, only second career game, no touchdown passes, three or more turnovers. Jacksonville has had trouble with Tennessee and Jacksonville. Makes no sense, but one and five against the spread last six. I don't think Derrick Henry's going to get held to 24 yards again on 11 carries here. I don't think Jacksonville's good enough to be laying about a touchdown here. I'm going to call for the upset here. Tennessee pulls off the shocker. Wrong team favorite, 27-24. Wow. Free yep. play of the day is a fun game to watch. I like Clemson. I don't know if you do, but that number, seven, six and a half, uh, against North Carolina. How can folks get it? First five callers get it for free. Call 800-400-9741. Again, the number 800-400-9741. We'll give you Clemson and North Carolina. Uh, a lot of people can't figure this game out. I think I have the right side. 800-400-9741. And how about this? Normally, one-day all-access pass Ooh. of all the sports tonight and UFC tomorrow. Normally, from 77 to $97, I have eight selections total. All the sports, you can get it right now, 17 bucks. That's it. $17 for eight plays. Two weeks ago, we had it. We rolled it out, 7-1 record. You want to hopefully build the bankroll heading into the weekend. Maybe come on for the rest of the season with me. Just one place, 17 bucks. ParamountSports.com. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you before the holiday. Yep. We'll figure something out, brother. Be well. You too. All take right, care. take care. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Those are his picks. Go back and check those. He took Georgia to beat down Tennessee. He's got uh, Louisville beating Miami. He's got the Dolphins beating the bejesus out of the Raiders. He's got San Francisco doing the same to the Bucks. Get Tennessee upsetting Jacksonville, and then the free play if you want at ParamountSports.com is Clemson and North Carolina. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at OrangeTheoryFitness.com. My, 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 it's a beautiful world. I like swimming in the sea. Chef Cameron Show on Alibations Friday. Laid back. Laid like back for North Alabama. It's a good way to be. Feels good. Carrie writes, maybe I missed it, but has Ira or Corey ever just asked Mike or Jordan directly why it is he won't run? Or is Whoa. that one of those off-limit questions? Uh, you could phrase it a certain way and ask that question. You wouldn't come out and say, why won't you run? That's sort of combative and subjective and uh but you could phrase it a certain way again i I know what everybody's talking about and what we've seen and it's real like he rolls out and there's a choice to make design runs with the same amount of design runs he had a year ago and the scrambles are on the same pace as well except for what's happening in in those plays on those plays and moreover what your eyes tell you about his intent on those plays and i think that's really what we're talking about here because that doesn't show up statistically like you know the difference between the runs we saw in the game against the University of Florida last year and the runs we've seen when he's chosen to take off in these moments this year. Very different. Yeah, Very different. And the other thing is, you know, if you're looking at that, there was another number because people were asking some questions on the boards on War Chance, so I was digging deep on some other numbers mm-hmm. about times we see a seven-man box or, or eight to stop the run. And the seven-man box opportunities, you know, uh, that's stacked these days, by the way. That used to be neutral, but now that's because yeah. you have six on every play because it's a 4-2-5 pretty much as the base. 
Anyway, we're seeing it less often this year because of the receivers. Oh, that makes sense. There's yes, more room over the top. I'd be a little concerned about them. Which also, I think, extends to the quarterback scramble game. You know, you're rolling out more. They're going to have to defend the deep part of the field because they're so scared of Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson that you should have more opportunities before you because we're pass first this year, not run first. Yeah, and I and, and again, I I feel like we should have leaned a little bit more into pass first uh, earlier in the season and really throughout the year. I, I I think somewhere along the way you would have to open up to the idea, even if you don't want to that you're going to have a hard time running consistently traditionally, and so therefore you've got to get people out of that box. And the way you're going to do that is to throw the damn thing. And you get, you know, throw it and spread them out, get them out of there. When we do that, we actually do have quite a bit of success uh, running the ball in those moments when we start games coming out firing. Uh, have you noticed that? I mean, I, it, this would be a very laborious uh, run for you, Tom, but – if you were to go back and look at the games in which we threw on over 75% of our first 15 plays, what did that do for success in the run game in the preceding plays? Oh, dear God. Yeah, see what I mean, though? But that's how you watch it. That's why we watch the games. How about no? <laughs> yeah, you're not going to do that, and I wouldn't want you to do that. But I'm, I'm well. Like, I would like you to do it, but I don't expect you yeah, to do they it. They did it for Wake. We know that because they <laughs> oh, threw Keon yeah. was the first four, four straight targets. passes to Keon Coleman. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it it's a great idea. It's something that even if it's just if it's the quick game, if it's the bubble, hell, we've thrown screens before we've even run a play before before we've had a running play. I mean, it makes me laugh. We're like, oh, here's a screen to start the day. We haven't set up the run at all. But we know you're not respecting it. So get you some of this screen. Let you know where we're coming from this afternoon. Um, it's funny, but I, I do think that when you watch them do that, you, you see it loosen the box a little bit and then we, we have some fun with it. Uh, Dave, thanks for liking my polo or loving my polo. Is that available at Garnet and Gold? Yes. Yes. It is available at Garnet and Gold. I got it at Garnet and Gold. And the next war chance. Ago. Look at this. He's, he's proing it for us. It's almost like we told him to do it, which we didn't. Uh, Tuesday of next week, the 21st of November, is the next War Chant Day, and the special is for the winter. 20% off, 20% off, all blankets. Blankets? What about sweatshirts? Are we doing anything with sweatshirts? That might be next month. Okay. okay. This month is (laughs) the blankets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm a uh, winter weather clothing kind of guy, unfortunately, living in the South. Uh, where it's not cold enough to wear the vast majority of things that my eye tells me you should purchase. But you're getting older, your blood's getting thinner, so you can wear it more. I guess. Well, you said this year, you reported that- It's the first time. This is the first time. In my 50s, for the first time ever, I've had days where I've been like, it's a little little chilly, and then I'll look, and it's like 48, and I'm like, oh man, we are getting soft. 48 is not cold in the slightest. What is wrong with you? Um, But I'm not like South Florida soft. Where you where you talk to somebody in South Florida and they've been there long enough, they're like, "It's freezing." I'm like, "It's 77." I'm like, "Oh, I don't like it below 80." Like, what the hell? You want to live on the surface of the sun? What are we doing? But uh, no, like I, I I'm not to that place yet. But I'm I'm mm, I'm getting a little softer, sadly. No, well, maybe you can find some comfort break in a blanket. Break out some sweatshirts. Oh, break out some blankets for 20 percent off on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you guys are coming to the game this weekend, go by the vault there on uh, Pensacola, the uh, Garden Gold, the, in the vault there. That's the, yeah, that's, near the stadium. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's awesome. 
Man, they got to be thrilled in general. Like businesses around here, all the businesses yeah, like, around here. Look at all these sellouts. Look at what yeah. winning does. Well, and then next year's home slate too, being a really good one. I called it uh, before the year when we were talking about what happens to this city um, when when the football programs plural are good, and you've got a taste of it this year, big time. It's been awesome to watch. Fort A and M is really good and continues to win football games in convincing fashion. Um, you know, that this is it's, uh, it's exciting. Uh, when you got two programs that are succeeding at a very high level, have championship aspirations, that buzz that you get going down Tennessee Street or even down Thomasville Road heading into the city, you're like, okay, people are pumped. This is good stuff. So I get excited about that. I am um, hoping – oh, do we have an announcement here? No. Okay, <laughs> your your no is a funny no. Yeah. Well, buddy, it, it's kind of a it's not a bad announcement. I was wondering. I saw your eyes deviate. All right. I said there's stuff in the air. May happen today. May happen next week. Looks like it's leaning towards next week. <laughs> and then the next week. And well, then the next. Hold week. on and then a second. Hold on, buddy. You're you're starting to get into uh, conspiracy. You're starting to. No, no, I'm not. I'm not impugning integrity. This isn't you talking to Jimbo Fisher about Christian Ponder's health whatsoever. Mm, okay. It's just that you know when you play the game. Generally speaking, of course, I'm speaking broadly, broadly about yeah. recruiting. Yeah. Sometimes there's a string along thing that the kids do. They, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they do. They do. Hey, I need to uh, make an announcement that I have failed to make all week long, and I wanted to for people who are interested, uh, and I have just conveniently forgot. That's on me. So here it is. Uh, Lou Holtz, still alive, first of all. Whew. Let me make that Man. announcement. He's still alive. You just alive. say an old person's name, and then. Yeah. You thought I was about to tell you that he was dead. Yeah. Um, Forgot he, to tell you, everybody. No, I got he, the inside scoop Yeah, here. he's dead. No, he's not dead. Not only is he not dead, he'll be here attempting to speak at the quarterback club on Tuesday. And that is somebody, if you'd like to go check it out, you can. Last day to get tickets. To see Lou Holtz next Tuesday at the quarterback club, you can get tickets today. It's your last day. That's it. That's all. And I I, I just say, I mean, if you really have always wanted to see Lou Holtz, I'd get those tickets. Okay. I'd get those tickets. I remember uh, way back in the day uh, when when – when the time was getting nigh for Jerry Garcia, I missed an opportunity, and I knew it when I didn't buy the tickets. I was like, oh, he'll be dead. Uh, the Grateful Dead will not be touring with him because he'll be dead. And I was right, but I didn't get the tickets. I would. So if you want to see Lou, and you've always wanted to see Lou, I'm I'm urging you. You're going to go see John Mayer play with the dead? No, I'm not. No. Uh, but I would urge you to go get Lou tickets, Lou Holtz tickets, for the quarterback club on Tuesday. It is uh, the event is on Tuesday. I used to have to introduce those speakers for years. I introduced those speakers, and uh, that would have been an interesting one. Okay, so I'm going to keep this question on the straight and narrow. Mm. Is there a Q and A section with those speakers? Like, do they allow the microphones to go to the tables and the people at the quarterback now, club? Can... Now, now, keep in mind, I have not been at the big table introducing folks for a couple of years, so there could have been changes that have been made. Yeah, most of the time. Uh, the the speaker would speak, and if they had some time left over, and that was, it was kind of up to the speaker if they wanted to, they okay. could take questions. And some of them did, and it was great. Some of them were really good about it, and others 
they just had a kind of a, a prepared deal, and that was that. But they would always hang around afterwards and answer your personal questions where you could come up and talk to them. I would feel like Lou would be giving in that situation. I he would. likes to talk, and this year he made some waves. Somebody ask him about, about Ryan Day. Please, somebody ask him about Ohio State's toughness. I just <sighs> the, the, the quarterback club could go viral. You want exposure for the club. Plant somebody to ask him about Ryan Day and roll the tape and see what he says. It was a weird, in my mind, thing for him to do. Like, where did that come from? Why did he do that? Like, I'd like to know the backstory there. That sounds like there's a personal gripe with Ryan Day. Like, what, what, how would you, out of left field, you haven't been, you know, in a position to give opinions about football while you're, you know, coaching it or analyzing it? Soft as tissue paper. Yeah, it just made no sense. It was just like, I'm going to. I'm going to rip. You know, listen, you go back and think about that game. We think about this season. We do this every year. Ohio State narrowly winning that game against Notre Dame on the last play down there as the seconds ticked off and they only had 10 men on the field. Uh, is really, I mean, that is the only reason that we're having certain aspects of this playoff conversation because, frankly, now that's not a great win. It, it didn't look, it's not impressive at all. Uh, since they went on to get basically blown out by Clemson and others, and you're kind of like, man, how good is Ohio State? I'm not real sure about them. I'm more sure, and that's why I've already hinted at the fact that I think Michigan's going to beat Ohio State, I think, probably soundly. And I do think that um, of the four, people are hyper-focused on us, fine, about teams they think are going to lose. I, I would be more looking at Ohio State. I would love to play Ohio State. Oh, yeah. I would like there's, personally for us to match up with Ohio State. I think there's a decent chance that that game is 17-all in the third quarter. Our game against them? No, no. Michigan-Ohio Michigan, State? Michigan's-Ohio State. I don't think yeah. Michigan, Michigan's going to give up 17 points to, to Ohio State. I don't, think, I don't think that Ohio State quarterback's doing that. Yeah, but I mean, the best quarterback they've seen so far is who? Well, they right. They Howard? have. I mean... What are we doing? You know, they haven't seen uh, a lot of great – it was not great quarterback play in the Big Ten, so, just in general. So the answer is Aller? I mean, you know, I don't know are, are we sure about the, their defense? Well, I do think you can you can do some things beyond the games we've seen this year. Like, you can look at who projects first, second round of the NFL along their defensive line, and it's elite. They got a bunch of guys that are all projected to get drafted very mm -hmm. highly. Jimbo's had a lot of those. Well – Yes, Jimbo's losing a lot of games. They're not. Yeah. They're not losing games. Jimbo is. Hence, he's no longer employed. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.